Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. Action Coupé Attends, 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 Ryan Ryan J'étais sur le film C'était bien mm-hmm. Trop bien. Il y a un film où il monte que des cassas là Pourquoi tu dis ça, wesh T'es payé pour quoi <rire> Pour tourner dans le film, cousine Eh hey, monsieur, 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 vous prenez le sein, il faut mis sur commande, je vous jure Fais gaffe quand tu discutes et que j'ai pas éteint ton micro parce que j'entends tout. <rire> Insultez-vous avec vos propres mots. Un clochard oh, Tu fais quoi, là Tu fais quoi Et Ryan, t'as le droit d'être en colère. Mais il faut aussi que t'apprennes à te maîtriser, tu crois pas L'accès avec les associations, enfin boulot au quotidien pour que l'image du quartier elle change. Mais en fait, ce que vous faites là, bah, ça stigmatise. Pourquoi vous n'avez pas pris des vrais acteurs Je sais pas si, si vous vous rendez compte, mais ils ont été choisis parmi des centaines et des centaines d'autres enfants. Et c'est un film pour la télé ou le cinéma et Pour le cinéma. Bah, on va travailler la scène de cul cet après-midi avec Lily, ma petite chipi. C'est vulgaire, hein J'espère que tu parles pas comme ça à l'école, hein, je te le dis. <rire> T'es vraiment doué. T'es pas donné à tout le monde de jouer comme ça. Je suis une star, moi. <rire> tu dois faire confiance à ce que tu ressens. Être en colère quand il faut être en colère. Et pleurer quand on a besoin de pleurer. Moi, je pleure pas, moi. Hey folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I'm talking with Liz Akolka and Roman Guaret all about The Worst Ones. It is a new film that is being put out by Kino Larber. Special thanks to their translator. Hope you enjoy the interview. Can you tell me a little bit about yourselves first and how you even met each other? Um, we were both working on casting for a feature film and we were 
tasked with finding kids. And so we worked with what is known as street casting. We were sent up in the north of France. And during that experience, we met two young kids who completely conquered us because of their talent. And those kids came from a very challenging background and they were quite fragile. And so we started asking ourselves questions on that practice on street casting which consists in looking for kids that had not asked to be involved in a movie and then one involves them in an experience that can be very strong and can also leave some traces and then we had all these questions and that led to us writing a short film and making it, and the title is Chasse Royale. And The Worst One is a bit of an extension or a logical continuation of that short. In the feature film, we move on to talking about the meeting that takes place while shooting a movie between the kids and the world of cinema with the filmmaker and the the crew, etc. Whereas the short had stopped at the casting stage. Sounds very much like art imitating life. And I'm curious how much the actual kids that you met or the worst ones or even the project before, how much they influenced the worst ones with the writing. Uh, when we started writing, we also had a very long immersion in the north of France, meeting hundreds of young kids that inspired the story and that inspired the characters in the story. And we had long interviews which, with each and every one of them, and we were inspired by their personal experiences and stories and by the language they used, by the way they spoke. And that's what led to us writing writing the script in a certain way. Those kids truly inspired and infused the film. But at the end of the day, it wasn't those kids who ended up playing in the film. In the beginning, we thought that maybe we could keep certain kids, but then the writing of the script took a very long time, a lot longer than we had originally planned. And so we had to start over with another long casting process after about four years of writing. Overall, we saw more or less 800 kids in order to finally be able to find the actors in this film. And things were readjusted a little bit after we finished our final casting and we started rehearsing. And by that, I mean that there were certain phrases, certain ways of speaking that the kids that we ended up choosing didn't feel that were authentic anymore. They told us, I wouldn't say that line like that. But I'm talking about minimal readjustments, truly small ones, because when we chose these kids, they are quite close to some extent to the characters supposed to play. They're not the characters themselves. It's not like it, it's their real life, but they're not completely different either. So the script fit them quite well. And the dialogues, they thought they were quite good compared to the way they speak. And so not much has changed between the final version of the script and what we filmed at the end. With all that time that you spent working on the script, I'm curious, what else are you doing at the same time? You can't just be dedicated full time to writing, I imagine. 
It actually took us quite a lot of time to organize those immersions that Lise described earlier because it takes two or three weeks to set them up and then you go and you're on the field. And then when we come back, we actually retranscribe all of the conversations and the meetings we've had. So this transcription process is quite time-consuming. And so, yeah, we didn't do it every single day in the beginning, but towards the end of the year, it was every single day. And we actually kept office hours. It was very, very strict and very, very demanding. And it took us a very long time. I think it's because it was our first film and we needed to have that time because we didn't have a professional screenwriter working with us. And we wanted to get to the end of this project. And the three of us, because there was also another person, her name is Daniel, who was also our co-screenwriter, but at the time she wasn't a professional screenwriter yet. It did require a lot of time. A time came where we were a little depressed because of all the time that had gone by between the writing and the shooting. So we decided to create and write and actually shoot a web series. The title is To Préfère, and that was really good for us because we were able to write that quite quickly and we felt that we needed to be on set. We needed to have a new sort of wind of energy that could permeate us. And that did allow us to find the right footing to then move on a year later to shoot this one. And how was the actual shoot itself? And, and how do you divide up the work between you two? Uh, well, it's quite collegial. The, uh, by that, I mean that it's not like we divide tasks or jobs between the two of us, we are always added together throughout. Then, okay, there are certain things that one of us may be more at ease with than the other, but we generally do work together. Tell me a little bit about the shoot itself and, and about your crew. I imagine you couldn't have a lot of people shooting this. Yes, it was a film that did have financing, but not a huge budget. And therefore, we had a very light crew. At the same time, it was what we wanted because of our way of filming. Because when you're shooting with kids, we needed to be able not to be bogged down by technicality or by the machinery of cinema. We wanted to feel light a little bit like one does in a documentary. For example, our cinematographer needs to be able to go as close as possible to the kids and needs to be able to move around with them. And so that's very important for our way of of staging things. And so at the end of the day, what could seem like a bad thing turned out to be a positive. Just so I'm 100% clear, none of the children in this were professional actors. Yeah, absolutely. They were all kids that we found during street casting. Having said that, there's certain ones of them, in particular Manori, who plays the character of Lily, who, just like her character, had a strong desire to pursue an acting career. And she succeeded quite well, because after this movie, she's already shot in three other movies. I have to say it's quite a testament to both of you to be able to direct non-professional actors in such a compelling way because everybody feels very real and it feels like they are these characters that they present. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> How did it feel when you uh, were accepted into Cannes? 
it, it triggered a great feeling of joy and it kind of was a little bit of the beginning of everything. A lot of things happened afterwards that were good for the movie. We ended up being accepted in a lot of other festivals all over the world. But that kind experience was truly the starting point. And we all went as a team and with the, with the cast and crew, all the kids were there. And that screening in Cannes was a truly magical and memorable one for us. What's been the reaction to the film from the audiences? The majority of the reactions has been very good, and that makes us very happy in terms of the road that this film has been on. Because it's true that the topics could be polarizing. And on the other hand, I have the feeling that we succeeded in our bet of making a movie that can become quite universal. And we're questioning emotions, emotions that can be experienced by everyone and anyone in life. And we find out that they do touch people a lot. And we have a feeling that goes deep into people's souls, and that makes us very happy. Can you tell me what you're working on next? So we're making our next movie, which is a feature film based on the web series that we made. The title is To Prefer in English, Would You Rather? And so this feature film is just an extension of what we'd already done in the series with the same characters and the same actors, and we're working on developing that. Roman, Lisa, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. Merci beaucoup. Avec plaisir. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Tu me fai girar, tu me fai girar come fossi una bambola. Poi mi butti giù, poi mi butti giù come fossi una bambola. Non ti accorgi quando piango, quando sono tu. Pensi solo per te. No ragazzo, no. No, ragazzo, no, per mio amore non riderei. Non ci gioco più quando giochi tu, sai far male da piangere. Da stasera la mia vita nelle mani di un Tu mi fai girare, tu mi fai girare 